Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay TV and Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, today we're talking about walking with no proof. And we're coming from the book of Mark, chapter 7, verses 29 through 30. So grab your journals. But before we get into today's podcast, I want to share with you guys what was in my devotional because I don't know, I just feel led to share it. So the devotional that I read is called Daily Devotional Prayers of Peace, Joy, and Hope. And it's called Jesus Listens by Sarah Young. And today's devotional says, Dearest Lord Jesus, whenever plans and problems are preoccupying my mind, I need to turn to you and whisper your name. As I rest in you and rejoice in your unfailing love, the light of your presence shines upon me. Thank you for watching over me always and for loving me eternally. I love you, Jesus, and I trust you to illuminate the way forward, showing me what needs to be done today and what does not. Help me to deal with problems as needed while refusing to let worry or fear become central in my thoughts. You light up my perspective as I keep turning my attention to you. A wonderful way to focus on you is to saturate my mind and heart with scripture, reading it, studying it, and memorizing verses that are especially meaningful to me. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. As I persevere in these practices, my preoccupation with problems and plans diminishes. This leaves room in my life for more of you. Lord, I ask you to fill me with the joy of your presence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And I felt led to share that devotional with you guys because there was just so many different gems that were dropped that I'm pretty sure you could take at least one thing away from that devotional, whether it was problems are preoccupying my mind and I know to whisper your name when it says you light up my perspective as I keep turning my attention to you, reminding us that it's just not one part of the day that you have to remind yourself to keep your attention on God. No, it's going to be multiple times of the day that you have to keep turning your attention back to God because there will be things in life that try to grab at grab at and distract you and get your attention off of him get your attention off of his kingdom off of his will off of his presence so this devotional says you light up my perspective as i keep turning my attention to you a wonderful way to focus on you is to saturate my mind and heart with scripture whether you're reading it studying it memorizing it listening to a sermon listening to a podcast listening to worship keep Focus on what God is saying to you so that you can keep focus on what he's calling you to do. All right, let's get into it. Quick summary of what's happening, starting at verse 26. It says that a Greek woman came to Jesus and she begged him to drive the demon out of her daughter. Verse 27 says, Jesus said, first, let the children eat all they want, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to dogs. Verse 28, Lord, she replied. Even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Verse 29 says, then he told her, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. Verse 30, she went home and found her child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Now, I don't know if this is your first time listening to the Christian Bay podcast or not, but over here, we don't just read the scripture and just leave it at face value. We don't just read it on a surface. We dive deep into it. We dissect it. We get to the bottom of it. So while I was reading this, I put myself in her shoes as a mother and I began to think, first of all, how long was this walk home? How long did it take her to get home? Because it says she went home and when she finally got home, 
she found her daughter lying on the bed. But I wanted to know how long was the walk home? Now, you're probably thinking that's a random question. Like, why do you want to know how long the walk home was? And it's because Jesus told her, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. And verse 30 says she went home and found her child laying on the bed. But I want to know how long was the walk home? Because if it was the type of situation where like you walk to the corner store, that'll be okay in my perspective. Like I'll be okay with that because if I go home and my daughter's still acting the same way she was when I left, I'm able to run outside real quick and let you know, hey, whatever you did, it really didn't work. Like I, I don't, I don't really know. Or if it was like down the street, then I would be able to walk home, but constantly look back to make sure Jesus was in the same place I left him just in case I need to come back and let him know that something didn't go right in this process because all he said was you may go your daughter is healed but there's no proof of that he just told her to go and it says she went home and she found her daughter lying on the bed but where's the proof and this is what I want you guys to do when you're reading scripture is really put it into action. Think about you're standing there telling the person, hey, I would like you to heal my daughter. And they say, you may go. Your daughter is healed. And you just walk away and go home to check to see if your daughter is healed. You don't have no cell phone to call at the house and tell little Ray Ray to check on her to see if it actually worked. You can't send a quick text. Jesus didn't go with her. What if he was gone when she returned? How far was this walk home? And as I begin to think of all of these questions that I would have wanted answered and all of these things that I would have wanted to be able to see, I need to be able to walk down this street and still look back and see Jesus just in case I need to run down there and get him and drag him to my house because I need to make sure that this process actually go through. God began to show me that that is the problem. We must be able to walk with blind faith. She, Jesus said to her, you may go. And the woman went. She didn't ask another question. She didn't say, well, I didn't even see you do anything she didn't say can you come with me to make sure she didn't say can you send one of your disciples just to make sure she didn't say i need some type of proof that it's done she literally just took his word and walked with no proof and what god showed me is that the issue is that we think we know too much and we begin to base our understanding or our knowledge based on things of this world. Because if a human was to tell you that an imperfect, flawed human was to tell you, oh yeah, it's done. There's a 50% possibility that you could have got back to the house and your daughter was the same way. So a lot of times we base our experiences with God off of what we've encountered with people. And God said, I need you to remember that I'm nothing like them. I'm not one of them. So stop trying me as if I'm going to make a mistake stop trying me as if you can't take my word until you see something in the physical i need you to understand that i'm not one of them so even though when i first read this scripture to me it's just like dang she she's not gonna ask no questions she don't need no proof she don't need anything and i have all of these questions this is the type of faith that God actually wants us to have an unquestionable faith, a faith that does not need proof, a faith that does not need evidence, a faith that does not need backup. I don't even need your disciples to come with me. I don't even need you to come with me because you said it. I know it's done and I can confidently walk home, whether it's down the street or whether it takes me an hour to get there. And I don't know if you're going to be back here. If I return, I have so much confidence. I have so much faith in what you said that I will walk to the destination with no proof and I will still believe that what you said is true 
And what that looks like is I'm going to apply to the apartment even though I don't have the money in my account. And I'm going to apply for the car even though I think I might need a co-signer. And I'm going to go to the job even though I know I'm not fully qualified. And I'm going to still get up every day and be optimistic and have a good positive attitude even though I heard what the health report said. And I'm going to still be optimistic when it comes to my dating life even though it looks like it's pissed in the dating pool. I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to walk with no proof because I believe in what you said not what I see verse 30 says she went home and then she saw her daughter lying on the bed and the demon was gone and what also stood out to me was that her daughter was the same but her posture was different see when you read it in the MSG translation it says Jesus told her that she was no longer disturbed and then the mother found the daughter relaxed so this this spirit that was in the daughter was disturbing her. And when the mother got there and returned, the daughter was relaxed laying on the bed. And what God showed me is that a lot of times when we pray, we always want God to change the position of the thing. But sometimes he changes the posture of what you're praying about. See, her daughter was the same daughter that she was when she left, but now her posture was different. Now she was no longer disturbed, but she was actually relaxed. And a lot of times we feel like, God, I need to see some big move. I need to see a new position. I need to see a new environment. And God says, I don't always physically change things. I don't always shift the position. Sometimes I change the posture. Sometimes I change the mindset. Sometimes I change the heart. And the tricky part about that and having faith for that is that is is not something that you can physically see. You're just going to have to walk with no proof and have faith that God has changed the posture of that thing. You can't always rely on your sight or you can't always rely on position or you can't always rely on environment to let you know whether God has moved or not because sometimes God does not physically change it. He just changed the posture of it. He didn't change your job. He changed the heart of your boss and now you got a raise. He didn't change your relationship. He didn't change out your husband. He just changed his mindset and now you got a brand new man, but he looks the same, but his heart is different. He didn't change the situation. He changed your favor in the shift situation. He didn't change the outcome of it. He allowed favor to flow into it. You have to understand that there will be season where God does not change the position, but he changes the posture. So when she walked back in, it was the same daughter, but the daughter was different. She looked the same, but she was different. She was more relaxed now and she was laying down now. And that was proof that Jesus had done what he said he did. So I need you to understand that there will be seasons where God will not change your position. He will not take you up out of that stormy season. He will not take you up out of that situation. He will not take you up out of that pain, but he'll change the perspective or he'll change the point of view or he'll change your your ability to be able to endure there's something else that God can change without changing your position he'll change the posture and this is important because it's a reminder to us that God moves in multiple ways. See, a lot of times we get comfortable in our walk with God and we think that we can predict how he's going to do what he said he's going to do. But he constantly reminded us that you can't think how I think and you can't do what I do. You can't even think about doing what I do because it's never been done before. So while you're busy praying for a new job, I'm actually going to change the posture of your boss's heart. So now you have a pay increase, but you must boldly and blindly walk 
walk into that job with no proof, but all faith that God has done what he said he was going to do. You must boldly and blindly walk with no proof to whatever it is that God is calling you to. And you must be so confident in his word that you do not need to see evidence to believe it. So today's seed is the blind faith seed because I understand that there will be seasons where I have to walk with no proof and proof can also be confirmation because y'all know how we like to do. God, just give me some confirmation and God, I just want to make sure I'm in alignment with your will and God, I just want to make sure that I'm doing what you call me to do and God says, that's great. I love that for you, but there will be some seasons where I call you to walk with no proof. Don't just tell me about your faith, but actually let me see it. Can you believe when I do not release confirmation? Can you believe when you do not see any proof can you believe when i tell you to walk home and i don't give you any other sign of confirmation and you just won't find out until you get there can you believe when you still have to wake up and go to the job that you hate and you don't see any sign of change can you believe when you still have to get in your word and pray and you don't even know if i'm healing you the way i said i would can you believe when i call you to walk with no proof because it's easy to talk about it but can you walk it like you talk it verse 29 says then he told her for such a reply, for such faith, for such hope in me, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. And the thing that I love about our relationship with God is we don't know every detail and we don't have to know because we don't know whether the demon left when he said it or did the demon leave when she was en route? Did the demon leave when she opened the front door? Did the demon leave the minute that she walked in a room that her daughter, what, at what second did the demon leave? I would like to believe that the minute that God said it, the minute that Jesus said it, he left. And that's still an unanswered question because we actually don't know. So we must get comfortable with not knowing. We must get comfortable with not knowing every detail and not having proof because even when we know that God did what he said he was going to do because Jesus told her the demon had left and when she got home in verse 30, it says the demon had gone. Even though we know that God did what he said he was going to do, we still don't know when or how he did it. We still don't know if that demon tried to fight back and, get, and didn't want to come out of her. We don't know if she threw up or if she was crying hysterically. We don't know what was her process in that. We don't know how it came out of her or how it looked. We just know it's gone. And God said, I need you to have so much faith in me, so much confidence in me that you don't even care about the how because you know the who. I, I don't care about how you got it done. I just know that it's done because I'm confident and I'm secure in walking and living with no proof. Blind faith. And you can sell that to dollar sign to Christian Bay or PayPal Zell to Christian Bay at gmail.com. Blind faith seed. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. Thank you for giving us another day to have faith. Thank you for giving us another day to see the way that you move. Thank you for giving us another day to trust in you. Thank you for giving us another day to be your vessels, to be an example of your goodness, an example of your kingdom, Father God. Thank you for allowing us to rest and trust in you without knowing all of the details, without having to try to figure out the way, Father God, because you don't want us to carry that burden, Father God. As your children, you carry 
carry the weight. You carry the hard part. You handle the situations. You make a way out of no way, Father God. And today we thank you for that, Father God, because we think we want to know all the details and we think we want to know step by step, but you know that we actually don't want to know that because we be stressed about the little bit of stuff that we do know, Father God. So we thank you for carrying the heavy load, Father God, and giving us the easy part, which is just believing and trusting in you, Father God, seeking after you, trusting in your word, Father God, following the steps that you have already ordered. You've already ordered them. You've already, it's already written, Father God. We just have to keep our eyes set on you, Father God, and do what it is that you're calling us to do. So today I pray that you give us that discipline. Today I pray that you give us that clarity of what that looks like in each of our lives individually, Father God. I pray for fresh revelation for each and every person under the sound of my voice, Father God. I pray for an increase in their confidence, Father God. I pray for them to not lean on their own understanding and to understand that their knowledge is nothing compared to your knowledge, Father God, so that they put all of their energy into seeking after you. Because when we focus on seeking after you, you work out everything else, Father God. We thank you so much for all that you've done that we know about and all that you've done that we don't know about and all that you're about to do, Father God. We thank you for closed doors and open doors, Father God. We thank you for discernment and revelation, Father God. We thank you for love and compassion and grace, Father God. We thank you for the new heart that you're creating in us, Father God. We thank you for spiritual insight, Father God. We thank you for spiritual downloads, Father God, that reveal secrets to us that this world could never, Father God. We thank you for equipping us to be able to walk with no proof, to be able to live with blind faith because we have such a deep, intimate relationship with you. We love you, Father God, and we will forever praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Christian Bay TV and Podcast. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye.